Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am Ellie Hope Collins and I am so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways to step into healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. Because Jesus has already extended everything to us and sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. We are continuing our series today called Lessons in the Corner with my husband, Austin Collins. Austin and I have been married since May of this year and he just has so many amazing lessons on his heart. We are very different people and and I just love that the Lord has partnered us in this way. So I'm really excited to share with you this episode. Enjoy it. What is up, you guys? We are back with Lessons in the Corner podcast series that we started a few weeks ago. This is episode number five. I hope you all had a lovely Thanksgiving. We're back. Um, I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be really good. Um, Two quick things before I get started. Um, One, if this podcast... um, has benefited or encouraged you in any way, or really, if any part of Hope Reclaimed, uh, the community, the podcast, the online course, um, the encouraging words on social media, if any part of that has been an encouragement to you, I want to suggest two things to you. One, would you share the content? Would you share it to to people that you know who uh, could use it? And two, I want to ask you to consider giving to Hope Reclaimed. Um, There's Patreon links all over the place that you can see. Um, We don't really care about making money off of what we're doing, but we really, really care about bringing hope to the hopeless. Uh, We really, really care about ministering to people who are in broken situations, to people who feel forgotten, to people who don't have community. Um, We want to share the gospel with them. We want to be a light to them and to be able to provide for them in that way. And so finances, uh, financial donations are a way that you can actually partner with us in that mission. We don't want it to be something that is unintentional or just kind of passive, um, but actually partner with us in this mission. So if that's something that you would love to partner with, say, you know what, like, I believe in what you guys are doing. Bring hope to the hopeless. Like that is that is the biggest thing in our hearts. Like bringing hope to the hopeless, bringing redemption um, to situations that are so difficult. Um, just we just want to be God's hands and His feet. So if if that's you, I would just just leave that with you. Think about it. Think about uh, supporting us and and share the content. And number two, um, lessons in the corner of this podcast series is created. And direct it to those people who are in the corner. It's this; these these uh, teachings are for you who are going through it, who are working through trial, who are in a lot of pain, whether it's divorce or any other kind of pain where you can't really see your future, you don't know what's next, you're you're living it. Um, this is for you, and so just a caveat. And also, if that's not you, if you're not in the corner. I want to encourage you to think about someone who is, if you know anybody, if you know anybody at all who is going through it, share this content with them, bring, encourage them to say, hey, maybe this podcast series would help you. Maybe, maybe follow Hope Reclaimed on social media. She's got some encouraging words. Um, Yeah, this is for the people who are in the corner and for all of you who will be in the corner 
or have been in the corner or know someone who is in the corner. So caveat, there we go. Today, I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about hopes and dreams. Um, and I think a great story for that is the story of Joseph. And I'm, gonna, I'm uh, speaking out of, so the story of Joseph is located in Genesis 37, all the way to the end of the book in chapter 50, I think it ends. So I'm just going to be reading some of that and then paraphrasing some of that and then drawing some things out from my own story that the Lord taught me that are super, super powerful and profound. So here we go. So the story of Joseph. Joseph was only 17 years of age when he was pastoring uh, flocks with his brothers. Um, And his brothers saw at this time that his dad, uh, Jacob, or Israel, loved Joseph more than any of them. He was the youngest. Um, he, he had him. He had Joseph in his old age, and so he really, really loved Joseph. And his brothers hated that about him. So one day, Joseph has this dream, and he says, "Please listen to this dream which I had. For behold, we were we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf rose up." It also stood erect, and behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. Then his brother said to him, so that's, that's it. So his, his sheaf um, stood tall, in the, and all the others, his brothers, his families bowed down to him. Um, interesting dream. So his brothers are like, are you actually going to reign over us? Because that's kind of the interpretation, that Joseph will, will, will reign over them as the youngest, which is very countercultural. Are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and his words. Later on, he actually had another dream, and he re- he related it to them. I think he should actually maybe stop telling his dreams to his brothers. But anyways, he says, Lo, I've had a, still another dream. Behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. And he related it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that you've had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually bow down to the ground to you? And his brothers were jealous of him. But his his father kept these things in mind. So there's this dynamic being created. Um, His brothers hate him because he's loved. And now he's having these dreams that he's going to rule them. And they hate him all the more. His dad even rebukes him. Continuing the story, one day he, uh, his dad says, go check on your brothers out in the field and see how they're doing. Um, cons- check on their welfare. And so he, he listens and he goes out in the field, journeys out there. And while he's coming, his brothers are actually plotting against him. This hate has fueled in their hearts so much. It says, when they saw him from a distance... And before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. It had gotten to that point. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Now then come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. And we will say, a wild beast has devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. So they actually want to totally cancel out these dreams. They hate him. He's not going to rule us. Let's see what becomes of his dreams now. So he comes, um, and the oldest son, um, Reuben, I believe he's the oldest, 
Anyways, he convinces them not to kill him, and they end up instead putting him in this pit for a while, and then selling him into slavery, and then going back to their father and saying, a wild beast came and killed him. They put goat's blood on his tunic that his dad gave him, and his dad was convinced that he died, and he was mourning his death. And Joseph is sold into slavery. At this time, Joseph, it actually says, Joseph was actually pleading with them later on um, in Genesis. Joseph, at this time, was actually pleading with them, please, don't sell me into slavery. Don't do this. And he pleads with them, and he pleads with them, and he pleads with them, and they actually don't listen. They were that hard-hearted. They had got to that place. They were thinking about killing him. Uh, instead, they sold him to slavery. So Joseph sold into slavery, and he's actually sold again by those people to a man named Potiphar, and he's working in this house. Stick with me. We're almost, we're doing well. He's, he's at this house, and he works. He actually does super well, and he works his way up to second command at this house um, in service. He actually is wrongfully accused and set up for sleeping with the head of the household's wife. He didn't do this, and it was actually the wife that set him up. The wife wanted to sleep with him. He wouldn't, and so she lied to uh, Potiphar, the head of the house, and said, he tried to sleep with me, and he actually ends up getting thrown in jail. So not only is he sold by his brothers, which, I mean, how traumatic. I actually can't imagine that. I've never experienced anything like that. To be, to be taken by your brothers physically, like they grab your arms and they drag you into slavery and sell you. That would be so dramatic. Uh, not dramatic, traumatic. It would also be dramatic, but in, in the worst way. <laughs> It'd be so traumatic. I can't imagine. And then he does well in this slavery position, and he ends up being accused wrongfully and thrown into prison. This is years go by of this. Years. I think it's it's... It's actually around 13 years from the time that he had these dreams and was sold into slavery to the time where he um, was doing well later on. He's in prison, and these two prisoners have these dreams, and he interprets the dreams correctly, and one of them ends up dying, and one of them ends up becoming uh, the Pharaoh's cupbearer. And so while he sees these guys live out their dreams... For better and worse, he has to mourn his dreams. So he sees people living out their dreams and doing well. And it's kind of like the story of Asaph a little bit, um, like the last episode. And he sees people doing well, and he has to mourn his dreams. Not only has to he has to mourn his dreams, but he's 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 in this terrible place of having been betrayed by his family and thrown into prison wrongfully. He has to mourn dreams of being with his father, of shepherding in his country, in his homeland, of doing all these things, all these visions that he had for the future. He has to mourn all of those things. When we go through trial, there are some hopes and dreams which we are forced to mourn. I, my, mine with my case was no exception. When my wife left me for someone else, and I'm by myself in the corner, I have to mourn these dreams of being with her, 
of being a husband to her. Part of my identity is taken. I have to mourn these dreams of having a family with her, moving, moving into a house, doing all these things that I wanted to do. When we go through, like, when we go through trial and pain, there are some hopes and dreams that we have to mourn. We're forced into mourning, and Joseph was no different, and I was no different. When I was in this place of mourning these hopes and dreams, the Lord reminded me one day and gave me this profound perspective. And and you you know it's the Lord when it's when it's profound. You know, I like I couldn't come up with some of these things that I'm saying. I'm not that smart. But the Lord has been so kind to me. And he gave me this one day. So I'm in the corner. I'm mourning. Um, and the Lord reminds me of some of the purposes and hopes that he put in me since I was a kid. And I wrote down this in my journal. And I said, when I think about the hopes and future God has put in my heart, I realized they would come out of a time that looks exactly like right now, where I'm trusting and seeking God. This place, the corner, is like a breeding ground for true servants of God, people who really trust and love God. So I'm in it. I can't see my future. And the Lord reminds me of these things that he put in my heart, that he had previously put in my heart. And, and he actually shows me, maybe this trial is actually the way that I get to live some of these things out. So, so what if trial isn't a detour? Think about that. That was, that was kind of the, the thing. I'll, you know, when, when you go through trial, you're like, this is a detour. I did not plan this. I did not expect it. This is a waste of my time. You know, I had all these hopes and dreams. Now I'm mourning them. This trial is a detour. What if trial isn't a detour? What if experiencing tremendous pain isn't a detour for your life? What if trial is actually the very thing that God uses to bring us to purpose. Like, that, that, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, my mind's blown right now. What if trials in a detour, but actually it's the opposite. It's the very thing God uses to bring us to purpose. I'm interrupting this episode just really quickly to let you know about a very exciting training that I am putting on all about reclaiming Christmas traditions. If you've gone through divorce, a bad breakup, or the loss of a loved one, it is really hard to face the holidays. You have, I'm sure, felt that. It is challenging and memories come up traditions come up and what do we do with them? So on December 10th and December 17th, I am doing a training all about reclaiming Christmas traditions. This is absolutely free. So we're going to be chatting about how to reclaim, what it's all about, and how we can take back old traditions and create new traditions this year in 2020. Why not end this year on a bang? Why not end it really, really well? You can register for this live event. 
using the link in my bio. So please head over to that link and you can register for this live training that's absolutely free. So here again, there are some dreams and hopes we're forced to mourn that are taken from us, but there are some which no trial and no pain can take. So the trial took some pain, some hopes and dreams from me, but there were some that were still in my heart since I was a boy. Dreams of teaching, dreams of, of, of express, somehow expressing his hope and his love to people. I had dreams like that when I was a kid. Um, not like actual dreams like Joseph, but just like in my heart. I had these dreams of teaching and, and I thought, what if this is actually going to get me to that place? What if God actually uses this to get me there? So there are some dreams which you have to mourn and there are some which cannot be taken t- from you. And it, see, it's easy when you're, when you're going through it, you notice right away those that have been taken. Those are the ones that you're focusing on. But I want to suggest us to re, to, sh- to shift our focus to those hopes and purposes in our life that have not been taken. So Joseph, he had to clearly mourn some hopes and dreams, hopes and dreams of where he was living, of his family, of this lifestyle, all these different things. But there were some in his heart that could not be taken from him. When we're in the corner, we need to remind ourselves of those dreams and purposes which are not wrapped up in other people in which are between us and God. See, there's all different kinds of hopes. There's all different kinds of dreams. Some of them are wrapped up in other people. I had some hopes and dreams wrapped up in my wife, and that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But those were taken from me. But I had other dreams and hopes that were between me and God and no one else. And we have to notice those. We have to remember those. There are some dreams like, and purposes. You're here for a reason regardless of anybody else. There is a purpose for your life regardless of anybody else. And that's the case for me. That's something the Lord was showing me. There is a reason why I was born regardless of what my wife is doing. And that hasn't changed. So we need to remind ourselves of those dreams and purposes which are not wrapped up in other people in which are between us and God. And I believe that's actually something Joseph had to do. To remember these dreams that were between him and God, that he had, just him and God. They weren't wrapped up in anybody else. That's something that I had to do, that the Lord showed me. That's something that I believe Joseph had to do. So in this place where, you know, kind of like I said earlier, when you're in, when you're in trial, when you're in tremendous pain, you can't see your future. Your future is taken from you, right? Your future is taken from you, and so you, you don't have a future anymore. You can't see it. That's how, that's how it feels anyways. That's how we experience it. And so in this place of not seeing my future, feeling like it was ripped from me, the Lord reminded me that I have one. The Lord reminded me that I have a future. And so I want to speak directly to you if you're in the corner and you can't see your future. You don't know what's next. Your future's actually been taken from the dreams and hopes you have have been ripped from you and you can't see your future. I just want to say that that's okay. 
it's okay to not know what's next. It's okay to not know how this unfolds. That's okay. It's okay not to know everything. It's all right. That actually took me a little bit to wrap my head around because I really wanted to know what's going on. And I had to come to a place where I was like, you know what? It's okay for me not to know what's going on. It's okay not to know. But I just want to remind you, even though you might not know your future and you might not see it, you have one. You have one. You have a future. You were created for a purpose and that hasn't changed. Trial cannot take that from you. Trial and pain cannot take the reason why you were born away from you. Because it's not wrapped up in anybody else. It's between you and God. So if you're in the corner and you can't see your future, I want to tell you that you have one. So what if trial is in a detour? But what if trial is actually the very thing that God uses to bring us to purpose? So I had a dream when I was a kid of teaching all these things. Bam, I'm in the corner. It feels like a detour. It feels like I'm actually not going to live my dreams now. My dreams were taken from me. Joseph, he has these dreams of leading as a kid, 17 years old, teenager. And bam, sold by his brothers, his own family into slavery. And then imprisoned wrongfully. He's in prison. He's, he's going through it. So he has these dreams. This is a sequence of events in both my life and in Joseph's life. We have dreams. We're forced into a corner. We're forced to mourn dream hopes and dreams but there are some which can't be taken that's the that's the order of events so let's keep reading let's see what happens next with joseph so joseph he's he's in um i mentioned earlier he's he's in prison he interprets these two dreams for these guys that actually end up happening one of them ends up becoming the cupbearer to pharaoh and later on pharaoh actually has dreams it's just a story about hopes and dreams man pharaoh has dreams has and 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 the cupbearer remembers, oh yeah, that guy Joseph years ago, it's been years, that guy, that guy Joseph, he actually interpreted my dream. And maybe he could do that for you, Pharaoh, because see, no one in the land could interpret Pharaoh's dreams. No one could. And so he, he finally later on calls Joseph in from prison, from being sold by his family and says, interpret my dreams. And Joseph actually correctly interprets them. And so, so the interpretation was, there's going to be seven years of abundance in the land and then seven years of famine. And so the seven years of abundance, we need to prepare and we need to store up food so that we can actually get through the seven years that follow that. And so then, because Pharaoh saw that God was with Joseph, there was something special about him. This man had purpose. He... He puts him second in charge, Pharaoh. This is like half of the known world at that time. Second in command of everything. And because of Joseph's correct interpretation, he actually ends up saving hundreds of thousands of people's lives. He ends up leading in such a way that saves, physically saves, people's lives lives in the years of famine because they were able to store up food in that seven years without that interpretation people hundreds of thousands of people would have died and starved to death 
What a crazy story, man. It's just, it's kind of nuts. Whether you believe in the Bible or not, what a story, right? So here's something. Here it is. Here's the point. Here's the point. Joseph lived his dreams. Joseph lived his dreams. He lived out his purpose. And his trial wasn't a detour. Oh my gosh, that's just insane to me. That's crazy. He, he, Joseph lived his dreams and his trial wasn't a detour. So he has these dreams of leading. His brothers trying to say, his brothers say, let's, let's actually do away with these dreams. Let's see what becomes of his dreams now. Let's kill him. Let's sell him into slavery. So they sell him into slavery. And his trial actually becomes the very thing that leads him to, to leading and living out those dreams. His trial wasn't a detour. His trial became the very thing that brought him into purpose, that brought him into meaning, that ended up saving thousands of people's lives. His trial wasn't a detour. Instead, it was the opposite. It was actually the very thing that God used to bring him into purpose. That is, oh my gosh, that's freaking nuts. In the same way, I had these dreams when I was young of teaching. I always knew I wanted to teach. I love to, to teach and somehow like articulate God's word into, into a way that is palatable and people can get a hold of and have hope stir in their hearts. And I had these dreams and then I went into the corner. In my corner, my pain, my suffering when my wife leaves me wasn't a detour for me. It actually became the very thing that God used to bring me to where I am today. So what did it do? I'm suffering. I'm going through it. I'm forced to seek God and depend on him because I had nowhere else to go. I ended up developing this relationship with God, seeing that he's all that I need, seeing that he satisfies me. He ends up giving me these revelations of his love and his plans that he has for my life and that he's actually sending me to people who feel the same way. And so then... I'm, I'm trusting him. He sends me down to the Twin Cities. I end up meeting and partnering with my wife who has the same mission. And here we are, and I'm teaching you right now about the plans he has for you. I'm actually living out those dreams that I had as a kid right now in my trial wasn't a detour. It was the very thing that God said, I'm going to use this to bring you to your dreams. I'm going to use this this very thing that is so painful and so hard, this is the place I'm going to use for you to bring you into purpose. This is the thing I'm going to use for you to bring you into meaning. To live out those hopes and dreams that no one can take from you. That are between you and me. Oh my goodness. That's just, that's something else. Remember a few episodes ago, I talked about Hosea 2 um, uh, and how the Lord showed up in my life before my ex left and prepared me. Um, he, uh, he prepared me for, um, to show me like, he showed me I was like a bride and I was basically cheating on him with my heart, running after the things. And then I ended up living that out. My wife cheats on me. Now, 
like the positions have flipped and I have to love her that way. And he showed me that I have to love her that way. In that chapter in Hosea 2, the one he, he spoke to me, uh, go back and, that li- and listen to the episode if you haven't. Um, in that very chapter, he says this, Therefore, behold, I will allure her, bring her into the wilderness and speak kindly to her. So after Israel is running after everything else, he says, Therefore, I'm going to pursue you. And he says, Then I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. So the valley of Achor is... It's like the valley of weeping, the valley of sorrow. It's the valley. He says, the valley of pain and suffering, I'm going to give to you as a doorway of hope. And that is exactly what he does. He says, this place, this valley, where you are right at this place, I'm going to give this place to you as a doorway of hope. And that's what he did for me. What if trial isn't a detour? What if trial is the very thing that God uses to bring you into purpose? Man. So if you're mourning hopes and dreams right now and you're going through it, I want to tell you that there is good news. Though you can't see your future, I want to tell you that you have one. There is a reason you were born And that hasn't changed. There is a purpose for your life. That's right. Your life has purpose. And the pain you are experiencing doesn't change that. And I want to actually say that trial is not a detour. Not just what if. I don't know how it all works. I don't understand God's sovereignty, etc. Whatever. I know he loves us. Trial is not a detour. But trial is going to be the very thing as you depend on him and trust him and run to him. It's going to be the very thing that God uses to bring you into purpose. So I want to close with this. Um, Psalm 84 says, How blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. They go from strength to strength, every one of them appears before God in Zion. Zion. The Valley of Baca is actually the same thing as the Valley of Achor in Hosea 2. So Psalm 84, Hosea 2, they actually have the same kind of phrases. This is how blessed is the man whose strength is in you. That means how blessed is the man who trusts you, who depends on you, who puts his hopes in you. They pass through, those people, pass through the Valley of Pain through the valley of sorrow, they pass through it. They go, they go through it. It's not like they avoid it. You trust in the Lord. Oh, you're not going to go through the valley of sorrow. No, you actually are going to go through it, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to go, you're going to get to their side. You're going to pass through it. And it says every one of them makes it through. How encouraging is that? As you trust God, as you Hope in him and make him your strength and depend on him and make him your refuge. As I talked about in the last podcast, you will make it through this trial. You will make it through this trial. Not only are you going to make it through, but I believe that this is actually the very place that God is going to use as a doorway of hope for you to bring you into greater purpose, to bring you into greater meaning, to bring you into a place where you can actually live out hopes and dreams that are between you and him. One trial is not a detour, and two, 
to trial is the very thing that God uses to bring us into purpose. I could go on about stories this way of, of people who have been through it and actually led them to their purpose. My wife is a good, my current wife, that is. <laughs> my wife is a good example. Ellie's a great example. She went through it and God brought her to purpose. I mean, how beautiful is that? That your pain isn't wasted. It's not wasted time. Like, that's just a miracle. That is good news. It's not a detour. Keep going. God, God has good plans for you. So, I'll, just in, in closing, I just want to encourage you guys. If that's true, let's trust him. Let's put our hope in him. Let's depend on him. Okay, God, I'm in pain. I want to trust you that you're actually going to use this for my good. I'm depending on you to use this for my good and bring me into greater purpose in my life. To show me why I'm here on this earth. Let's trust him. Wait for him. Hope in him. God does have good plans for you. You do have a future and a hope. I love that. Trials and a detour. It's the very thing God uses to bring us to purpose. With that, I'm going to close it out. Stay encouraged. Keep going. And I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hope Reclaimed. I am Ellie Hope Collins, and you have been listening to Austin Collins in this Lessons in a Corner podcast series. If this is resonating with you, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, and make sure you're tagging us as well, because we would love to see that you are following. Make sure you are also subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. Make sure you are subscribed so you do not miss another episode. And if you are interested in in the Reclaim Christmas event. You can register for that in the link that's found in the show notes of this episode. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus, and there is always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.